What's up, everybody? Welcome to the fifth down. I am your host, Jose. With me tonight are Brad and Judy. What's up, guys? What's going on? You know, set for a conference finals. Uh, Almost daily. Yeah. Almost daily. Got baby. my daily dose of uh, vitamin PV. That Patrick Bev. Uh, I'm good. You got your Bev? <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Yeah. He, he surely. Um... I mean, he's always been a controversial figure, but like, I did not expect, I, I mean, I still expected him to be a little more prof- like professional in his opinions um, as an analyst, but damn, he went straight Skip Bayless, man. Like, you know, like kind of like how you can tell Skip Bayless just flat out will never like LeBron, so he can never say anything nice about him. And even yeah. when he gives him a compliment, it's like, like a backhanded compliment. I will like, give Pat Bev credit if there is one thing that I think that the league needs is we need more heels. Um, yeah. If you're not familiar with the term, it's a wrestling term, but, you know, for so long, Draymond, the bad guy. Draymond has been the heel, right? The bad guy. And, yeah, I mean, I like him, um, but Pat Bev is, you know, that next step up from uh, from Draymond. Yeah. And, and I appreciate him being the heel. Definitely makes it more entertaining to watch. Yeah, no doubt. Pat Bev is... Um is is the talk of the league right now and he's um you know it's it's definitely personal for him and with chris paul i mean you know chris paul did not show up and he he makes valid points about chris paul about how people don't criticize him when he doesn't show up but they praise him you know for his career and i i I agree with pat bab in that sense where you know it has to go both ways um but we'll touch more on it um right now guys i mean yeah Man, he he is that dude. He's 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 enjoying the limelight. Yeah, I I mean, I I I get it with Chris Paul. He's you know, he's um he's the president of the Players Association. He's very respected around the league. He's one of LeBron's best friends. I don't, but yeah, it is true. I mean, he has had a lot of failures, and you know, we we do not hold back and like um shitting on James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, LeBron James when he fails, like we have no problem shitting on those guys, but it really seems like whenever Chris Paul falls short, it's like the, we always look at the other variables. It's never because of him. It always seems like oh, Phoenix just had a bad game 7. It's not that like hey, you know, um Chris Paul is the head of the table and um, he didn't bring his team out ready to play. So, like, I can see Pat Bev's point there, but, like, man, he just went – he went hard at, at Chris Paul and just really – just really um, said some nasty things about him. Um, do you guys feel that he was just trying to be, like, a controversial, like, Skip Bayless-type um, persona? Personally, yeah, I think this dude is just trying to stay relevant. Um, look, everyone's talking about him and this dude isn't even playing basketball, right? He's on ESPN. He's getting more coverage than, than, than a lot of these teams and he hasn't done anything. Yes. He got Minnesota to, to, you know, the playoffs first time in 13 years, whatever. Um, but you know, they got swept. Um, it is what it is. Um, but you know, kudos to Pat Bev for staying relevant. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I, 
you know, I'm going to enjoy it, but, you know, get, he needs to shut up and dribble. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's super entertaining, uh, especially, you know, we, we, we were talking about it before, um, you know, we started recording. I, I think this is the most entertaining the NBA has been in a while. And um, just to add a little spice to it, I, I think this is personal. Um, for Pat Bev, he just doesn't like the dude. I mean, in the in the regular season, uh, they were playing, um, and I th- I think Phoenix was whooping on on Minnesota, and he just pushed him in the back for no reason. And um, but in terms of the heel, I, I mean, the sports in, in every sports you need a heel. You know, it was Dennis Rodman back in the day. Um, you know, Doug Christie. Um, uh, who was the uh, Ruben Patterson? You know, there were guys that that were Ron Artest, Ron Artest, Metal World Peace. There were guys that were out there that were uh, hard nosed defenders that, you know, that really were not superstars. Rodman was a superstar, but the other guys weren't. Um, and, and, and I feel like with Pat Bev, this is his segue to, you know, to, to join the media after. Um, after he retires, because, you know, let's face it, I don't, he probably has maybe two or three years left in him, you know, um, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's getting up there in age and, you know, I think he would be perfect on ESPN with, um, with, with Stephen A. And, um, but in, in terms of the comments, I, you know, what he was saying was valid in terms of Chris Paul's performance when he doesn't perform, but, talking about Chris Paul as, uh, you know, he's not one of the top point guards ever is, is ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I Chris, agree. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Chris Paul has the stats to back it up. Um, he does not have the championships, but you know, he's, he's been all NBA. He's been all NBA defense. He's been um, uh, an all-star multiple times and, and he's always led his teams to the playoffs and, you know, he's not better than magic. You know, he's probably he's probably, uh, you know, four or five. You put magic up there. You put um, you put Stockton, um, you put Isaiah up there. And then, you know, and then I think you add Chris Paul after that uh, with Jason Kidd. But, you know, once again, Pat Bev is ridiculous when, he, when he's talking about how Chris Paul is not one of the top yeah. point guards. Yeah, I mean, th- that list yeah. is similar to mine. I mean. You know, I'd only put three other players ahead of uh, Chris Paul. I'm going, you know, for point guard. I'm likely going Magic. I'm going Stockton, and then I'm putting Steph, you know, uh, at that point guard. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know he's a shooting guard, but at point, um, you know, there there aren't very. There's only two people I put ahead of Steph, but yeah, Chris Paul is up there, and I think honestly, the beef I think it might stem with. Uh, with um with cliff yeah cliff paul um you know i I don't know if pat bev didn't get a good insurance claim after an accident or something but yeah i agree there's some there is some bad blood there um honestly don't know what it is i'm sure that he's gonna hang on to that but yeah it's blasphemous what he's saying yes we can sit there and say he doesn't show up in big games he doesn't have you know, championship rings, but, you know, pot kettle black, you know, the same applies to you, my friend. I think it just comes off like the jealous teen, um, teenager in like high school. Like he's mad because 
the other guy is like the jock and has like the the hot cheerleader girlfriend and like his prom king and like is like the star player on the team while he's like you know stuck on the jv squad you know can't find a date for prom like you know sits with like the band the band geeks at lunch like you know like he just you know it just it seems like he's just hating like because he had no valid points as to why he says chris paul is not elite i mean he has valid points about chris paul not getting um criticized enough when he fails in the playoffs that part is true but you can't deny that chris paul like you guys said top five I mean, the only ones that I were interchanging there that you get um, that you guys didn't have in there was um, I'd have Gary Payton ahead of Jason Kidd. That's the only change I would make. But I would have Chris Paul at four as well. Um, He's I mean, let's just see what he's doing at 37. I mean, there's there's point guards at 27 right now that can't do what Chris Paul can still do. I mean, it takes a special kind of player to be able to to do what he does and i mean it's entertaining um i don't think um they take his analysis seriously but he just he creates for some good sound bites you know and that's why you you have him surrounded by like Stephen a smith and um, um jj reddick and you know people that actually are going to objectively for the most part talk about the subjects you know but yeah i mean it is what it is with, with Patrick Beverly. He's one of those players that if he's on your team, you love him. If he plays for any of the other 29 teams, you can't fucking stand him. My my favorite tweet of uh, of that game, versus uh, Phoenix versus uh, Dallas, when Patrick Beverly said, y'all stay locked in. Let's see who pulls the fake hurt move down a dub. <laughs> and, and, and what happened? <laughs> That that yeah. that right there with Chris Paul that that might be a question mark because it it's always funny because he seems to get hurt at weird times. Yes, it happened in Houston. You know, and it, it the it, growing it, it, it was like the hamstring right right the before hamstring. Game Seven. Yeah, and now it, it you know it, it happened it, it's happening with the Clippers. In Phoenix. With the Clippers, yet, I think it was the wrist. Yep. Um, yep. And then last year with the with the the Suns, you know, he set it up in the first round just in case um, LeBron and and AD woke up. You know, oh the shoulder, my bum shoulder, I can't shoot, I can't shoot. And you know, I think once he realized that the Lakers were even more hurt than they were, he was like, oh, you know, shoulders miraculously better now. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. <laughs> well, always. Yeah, he's like, you know, he's like the the he's like the girl with the headache, you know. Telling the <laughs> husband, like, sorry, sweetie, my, my head hurts today. And then the next day, sorry, sweetie, my, my, my stomach hurts, you know. Right, right, right. The next day, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so tired. Had a long week. Maybe tomorrow. We get it, you know, and that's Chris Paul right there. You get the case of like maybe tomorrow with mm-hmm. him. Maybe, maybe next year, you know, maybe. Yeah, we all know. We all know this. We all know the knock on his career, and this is why, you know, he's never going to get to the top of the this list. Um, but, you know, otherwise, he's had a pretty accomplished career. I hope he continues to play. Um, you know, I'd love to see Phoenix whoop up on Minnesota again, and I just want to see, you know, that, that game needs to be primetime right there. Oh, Minnesota, absolutely. Phoenix. Uh, yeah, let's make it happen. 
we got we got to have Mark Jackson and and St- and Steve Van Gundy there because you yeah. know that they're gonna add priceless commentary. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's get let's get Shaq and Chuck and Ernie, the TNT guys there. Let's let's make it a pay per view event. Yes. Maybe WrestleMania next year is in LA. What would be more Hollywood than Patrick Beverly versus Chris Paul? Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd pay money to see it. Maybe like a, maybe like a bull strap match or like um, who knows, maybe like a, a title on a, on a pull match. Yeah. Make it something. Um, it'll definitely be entertaining. Yeah. We'll see. But, you know, let's talk about the teams that are actually still in the playoffs. You know, Patrick Beverly's trying to convince us of, like, what could have happened if they would have faced each other in the playoffs. But they didn't, and they're out. They're both out. So, I mean, you know. But we have two great matchups that, you know, are refreshing and exciting. Um, I feel like, you know, the Warriors, they gave us a break for a couple of years, and now they're back. Um, they're playing the 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 Mavericks and tonight it wasn't very close but we know Luca's gonna you know put up a fight but do you guys think that the Warriors almost breathe a sigh of relief with like the choke job from the Suns like do you guys feel like the Suns were more of a mismatch than Dallas's yeah this this actually played in the Warriors favor uh Dallas winning I think uh Phoenix is a um is a harder matchup for them uh, especially because of uh, of the weapons they have, I think with Dallas, um, I think they they have enough uh, athletes to defend um, Luca uh, around the perimeter and um, all the other guys, Brunson and uh, Dinwiddie. Um, but in terms of Golden State, I, th- I think this is their year. I I, I told you guys uh, when the playoffs started that I I picked them to win and. I think they have this deadly combination of, you know, guys on the wings or in the perimeter that can shoot. You know, when you have uh, Steph Curry scoring 21 points, Andrew Wiggins 19, Jordan Poole 19, Clay 15, you know, it, it's just they have so many options to win and they play really great defense as well. So, I mean, I, I, I think this is going to be a very hard matchup for Dallas. Um, especially with, you know, going seven games in the second round, you know, I think they, you know, I don't think they have enough gas in the tank. Um, and I think, uh, you know, Steph Curry is just going to put it on, uh, on, on Luca and, you know, they, I think Dallas might win one game at, at most. Um, but I, you know, once again, I, the Warriors are too good and, you know, and, and, and they feel it. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely a Warriors team that, um, that, that's really turning it on right now. Um, you know, everyone was talking about how much Golden State turned it over. Um, but, I mean, first game of this one, you know, Luca turned it over um, seven times. And the stat line, you know, he had more turnovers than field goals made in, in this career in, in, for this game. And, and, you know, I thought that that was surprising. And Dallas couldn't buy a bucket if they wanted to watching this game, I think golden state watched the blowout and that was also pretty detrimental to, to Dallas. You know, I think if Dallas just had barely beaten Phoenix, I don't think golden state would have come up, come out as sharp as they did. But when they saw how big they won, 
I think Golden State was they were fully aware that they had to bring their A game, game one. And, you know, they just zoned it in and and they're looking at the next round. And yeah, Golden State looks deadly right now. They were cruising. If you watch this game, it was, you know, it was it was like watching the varsity team play against the freshmen. It was that bad. And the part that is scary with this Warriors team, they haven't even really played that well in this postseason. We haven't really seen the best version of this team. Like, I mean, you know, today, tonight, I think was the first night that we really saw Andrew Wiggins make any noise. You know, he's been pretty quiet, um, you know, um, Draymond Green was kind of having some issues early on in the at the beginning. Clay Thompson was having some shooting woes. Jordan Poole was having some shooting woes. So, like, if we really see the Warriors put it all together, like, it's game over, man. Like, I don't think anybody can beat them. Because when you guys talk about all the shooters they have, even on the bench, you know, they have Otto Porter Jr. They have Kaminga. They have um, the European guy, Belka. Like, yeah whatever his name is like but you know even even that white dude comes in and you know makes like five threes you know like like so like you know the worst white guy on oh, the, on what's, the his name? what's his squad. name Bel- belka where it's like it's like bielka or something like that. oh yeah 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 yeah. and and bielka yeah <laughs> namanji yes namanji yeah <laughs> namanji, bielka. Namanji. <laughs> you know you just gotta think jumanji you know, hey, yeah. hey, wh- wh- why do you always weird ass names? Uh, guys with weird ass names are always on the back of the bench. You know, DJ Kabinga, not Namija Bianca, what Bisma like Biango. Why, why does it always happen that way? Like, it's weird. You know, they're good enough to make the team, not good enough to start, my guess. Um, but yeah, I mean. They definitely have quite the roster when you take a look at it. Um, I mean, just the ability to get points everywhere. I think the Warriors had, what did they have? Seven players in double digits, right? No one with more than 21 points. Crazy. Yeah. And I mean, it's it was a total team effort. I mean, Wiggins, I think, had the most minutes that he played out the full, you know, he played out 35 but yeah, easy night for Golden State. Yeah. And Dallas, you know, I mean, they just, it's just, it's Luca and a bunch of role players. That's what it comes down to. Now, Jason Kidd has done a tremendous job having them win 52 games, having them in the Western Conference Finals, because it really is Luca and a bunch of role players. Like you can say whatever you want about Dinwiddie, he's a role player. Um, Finney Smith Jr., like he's a role player. Jalen Brunson, He's going to probably get overpaid by somebody, but he's a role player. He's not He's not a number two. He's not a star. He's a really good role player. That's what I would call him. Um, you know, Powell, another role player. Like Reggie Bullock, role player. Kleber, role player. Like um, they, they have a lot of good role players, but the problem is, you you you're, you you expect Luca to have to drop forty to fifty every game to be able to like even give you a puncher's chance against a Warrior squad. That's not gonna happen. Like um, when Junie mentioned a gentleman sweep, I could see that because Luca will probably have that one game where he just goes off for like forty five to fifty points, and 
that'll probably be enough to get them a W. But at the end of the day, I mean, you got men playing against boys. Like, yeah. Well, when you take a look at all these stats, especially when you take a look at the hustle stats of just game one, I mean, offensive rebounds, heavy favorite to Golden State, 51 to 35. Take a look at assist, 24 to 14. I think I don't even know what. Well, let me try and follow the set line here. Curry. Curry had 12 rebounds. You can't let Curry get 12 rebounds. Come yeah, on. that's embarrassing. Curry doesn't even jump. I, I mean, he had more rebounds than anyone else on the Mavericks. Uh, you can't let that happen. Um, you really have to start to win those hustle plays, you know, th- those stats that don't really amount to anything. But we know, you know, those are hustle stats and those are key metrics. Um, yeah, they, they have a long way to go to be able to get uh, their first win in this series. Yeah, You that- know what the real crime? What's that? The real crime of game one was Boban getting zero minutes. <laughs> yeah, maybe you just plug him in. But definitely. Yeah, we let's do a Boban versus uh um how do you say his name? No, oh, Jumanji. Jumanji. Jumanji Bianca. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine his mother calling him in, calling him in for supper? <laughs> Jumanji, get your ass in here, Jumanji. Now Dallas, Dallas can't but win. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's more entertaining. Yeah, with Dallas, the key for them to win is obviously they got to make threes. They can't be eleven for what were they eleven for forty eight tonight? You can't mm-hmm. win that way. No. I mean, versus the Suns, they were nineteen for thirty nine in Game Seven, forty eight percent. So. They need to hit threes if they want to compete with the Warriors. And, you know, let's face it, they, if if you it's it's very hard to beat the, the Warriors at their game because they're pretty much the ones that started this, you know, evolution of the three point shot. Um, and, it you know, if, if Dallas can't, you know, shoot, they're not going to win. Yeah, I agree. We'll have to wait and see what gives with game two. And now moving it out east, got the Celtics and the and the Heat. You know that, that it was a bit of a blowout too in Game One. Miami came out um, hot. You know Jimmy Jimmy Butler rapping for Marquette as always, just you know came out hungry. Juni had an, uh, pulled up an in- interesting stat that he had zero 40 point games in the regular season and he has five in the postseason. It's not about how many you have; it's when you have them. He has them when it matters. Like he he's turning it on to a different level for his team. He knows that he needs to do that, and you know, like you know, you know that Miami knows that they have their guy. Like they know we're down two, Jimmy can handle it. And while the Celtics have that with Jason Tatum, they're not going to be able to make it if um, Smart is not back. So um, hopefully he is available for Game Two, so this can be the competitive series that we all expect it to be. But What's your guys' initial takeaway from game one? Yeah, I mean, game one, um, you know, home card advantage is going gonna, gonna to play the biggest factor on uh, for the first four games. I, I, I think one team might be able to steal a, uh, a road win, but I think the other team can ultimately also just even it up winning on the other team's home court. 
Um, you know, not really surprised that it was as big as a blowout as it was. Um, I think that we're all expecting, you know, at least a six or seven game series. You know, um, it's going to be a tough fought series. I think it's going to be extremely physical. Um, you have both teams are well coached. Both teams have people that play two ways that'll hustle, um, sacrifice their body. Uh, I think it's just going to be a great series. If you're into, you know, old school basketball in the sense of 90s style basketball, early 2000s basketball to where we're not getting 120 point games, we're likely looking at 90 to 80 type games that I think you're in for a treat. Yeah, this this series is 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 definitely going to be more competitive. Um, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler is the guy, uh, most underrated player in the NBA. Uh, in this game or in game one, he scored forty one points. He was twelve of nineteen, and he went to the line eighteen times and made seventeen free throws. Talk about efficient, right, guys? I mean, this guy can do it all, um, and. I, th- I think this is this might be his year to win it. Um, obviously, I like Golden State to win, but he just, you know, when guys get hot in the playoffs, yeah. like uh, Giannis Dwayne, last year, Giannis, Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki. Like, I have that feeling about Jimmy Butler right now. He's 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 getting very hot. He's coached by Eric Spolstra, who's a, an excellent coach. Um, he has a lot of toughness around him. PJ Tucker, Oladipo. Um, he has here off the bench. Um, a lot of guys that, that, that are, you know, that are good. Plus they can shoot the three ball. Uh, I'm not going to discredit Boston. I think they still have a good shot in this series. Um, but if, if they don't have Marcus smart, Jason Tatum has to go crazy. Um, especially if guys like Williams and, um, and, uh, um, and white don't pick up the slack uh, with the three point shooting. I mean, it's one of those things where um, Boston has to match Miami and, and, and game one, they came out very strong in the first half, but they just didn't have the gas in the second half. So I, I definitely think it's going to go seven. Um, you know, it, it might be two, you know, Miami wins two at home and then Boston wins two at home. And then, you know, we go from there, but uh, it, it's, it's definitely, definitely- the more exciting series, I, I believe, out of, out of, the, out of uh, the, the two series. Yeah. And, I mean, Grant Williams, you know, he has such a big game seven and he takes five shots. Like, that can't happen. Like, he's got to be more involved, especially if Marcus Smart isn't there. Um, you know, and, and White, too, like you guys mentioned, he's supposed to be a big role player. You know, they – they traded assets to San Antonio to get him. So like, like those two guys, you know, they got to wake up, man. They got to realize like that they're in the Eastern conference finals. I mean, you look at Miami and like, you know, they, they got contribution from all their key guys. They got contribution from Bam, um, hero, um, and, uh, Strauss, you know, Strauss. Yeah. And, you know, the unmentioned uh, key of having P.J. Tucker, man, like he's not going to get you much in the form of points, but like just his men- like his toughness out there, like on defense and just like 
just having his leadership out there, that's a big help to Jimmy too. They didn't have him last year. Milwaukee had him last year and that got, I think, you know, PJ Tucker was a big reason for Milwaukee winning the championship. They didn't think he was worth a two-year commitment. Boom. Look at where he has Miami this year. Like, you know, you, it's like, you know, it's like when we talk about like the types of guys that you want in your locker room, the year that the Lakers won, who do they have? They had Rajon Rondo. They had JaVale McGee. They had Dwight Howard. They had, you know, a bunch of hungry guys that wanted to win. Like, what does Miami have now? They have a bunch of hungry guys that want to win. You have to surround yourself with winners because, you know, if you have a bunch of guys that are laughing around, being okay with, like, losing a bunch of games in a row, well, then guess what? You're going to lose a bunch of games. And Miami just – if there is a team that can't compete with Golden State, I think it would be Miami. Just because, like you guys said, Jimmy has that look to him. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy, um, you know, just what he was able to do um, in that game. And you take a look at how really, if you watch that game, all you have to do is watch the third quarter. You don't have to watch the rest of it. You know, you can see Miami outscored. Boston by 25 in the third quarter. That was it. That, that, that's how you knew it was over. It was relatively close up until then. Um, but yeah, they really have to get, you know, the defensive player of the year back um, to, to, you know, contain uh, Jimmy Butler. But, you know, Jimmy was quoted as saying that he wants to go O for O in game two because he's really looking forward to banging some bodies, you know. And if we know Chuck, he likes banging. <laughs> he likes banging guys. You know, you're yeah. there, you're just banging. Yeah. You know, um, when you're just standing there, you're banging, and uh, yeah. and and you know, that's just the type of mentality that Jimmy <laughs> Butler has. He wants a phys- physical game. I think he loves and thrives in these type of games. He he he's definitely one of those players that I think would have transitioned very well to you know the 80s and 90s. He has a, that type of um, mentality and. Jimmy's hungry. Um, he wants the respect. Um, he's gonna he's gonna get it every every single way possible. He got so close before. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I think I think this is what he wants. He wants another shot at it. Yeah, it'll be exciting, you know. I mean, I think we're in for some good playoffs, some good uh conference finals. I mean, you know. Hopefully Dallas makes it a little more competitive, but definitely I feel like out east we're gonna it's the one we're gonna be talking about the most. Um hopefully, yeah, you know, we get pa- hopefully we get Pat Beth doing some more commentary next week, you know, to see who else he thinks ain't worth shit, you know, like who else has joined his shit list since the last time. Yeah, because we can't talk about Tua's arm this whole offseason. So I mean we gotta we gotta do yeah. something. We gotta talk well, about I mean, you know, we 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 had the luxury. I don't know if you guys are that into the lottery, but just watching Dame Lillard's reaction when Portland got what pick seven, pick eleven, I don't even remember. But yeah, and now you know, while the NBA playoffs are still going on and they're entertaining, I, I think uh, we've been talking about you know, is Chet Holmgren number one? <laughs> uh, I've heard you know various opinions. Um, some people think he is the unicorn doubts on him, but you know, it's the magic. I put on some weight. I think it's going to be like the same issue that Porzingis has. 
You know, he just he hasn't been able to become dominant. I think that Holmgren's going to face similar issues. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the Lakers, the Lakers got the eighth pick that they gave to New Orleans, so that's cool. I'll take uh, Banchero any day over Holmgren. Any yeah, day. That, I think he's the most like aggressive and talented player in the draft in terms of like if you want like a, a like a pure score, you want Banchero. Yeah. And then I know that there's the hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it, is it, isn't that Patrick Mahomes or is that Paolo? Paolo, are they the same guy? Uh, It could be, (laughs) um, could very well be. He looks like he, he looks like they should be related. Yeah. I I think he's definitely got to grow it out some more. Um, did you guys see that formula one video of the guy (laughs) when he thought it was Patrick Mahomes? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I cracked me up. But yeah, I mean, the, you know, that was an interesting part. Um, I, I don't really know about this year's draft. Last year's draft, I thought was stronger, NBA wise. This year, sort of have some questions. Um, but you know, this is a this is where you look to get that playmaker, like a like a pool that Golden State got, and we see what it's doing for them in this series, in this offseason. Yeah, well, you know, the, the Magic have the first pick, so we don't even have to worry. They're going to fuck it up somehow. Like, <laughs> I mean, they've had, like, like a top three pick for, like, it seems like the last 12 years, and they're still, like, you know, every year battling for the top pick. Like, it's like, goddamn, like, how many times do you just have to get the top pick? Like, and the Kings, as usual, are stuck, like, at what, like, five or six yeah i think they're at four yeah they that you know they're always the bridesmaid never the bride you know they, <laughs> they, they, they always suck enough to be considered for it but they're never good enough to actually lock anybody down you know and then indiana got like seventh like yeah it was and the knicks of course you know the knicks missed out too because it's the knicks yeah you know, I'm just waiting for Pat Bev to have beef with one of these players. I don't know if one of these players said something to him. Yeah. Do you, do you guys think that Tua's going to have beef with Tyreek Hill, though? He compared him to a, to a, a 2001 Honda Civic and called, uh, and called uh, Mahomes a Ferrari. Ooh, uh, I don't know. Um, don't know. I think that's too far down the road. Maybe he's trying... Maybe they're just trying to light a fire under each other. Um, yeah, it's tough. Well, that's our show for this week, guys. Um, keep enjoying the playoffs. Keep enjoying the commentary from Pat Bev. You know, he's the he's the hero uh, none of us knew we needed. Yeah, I can't uh, wait for his next hot take. Um you know, let's let's ask this man questions about everything. I want to know what he thinks about, you know, candy choices, Pepsi or Coke. I mean, I'm sure this dude has <laughs> an opinion on everything. Boneless or bone in? Top Ooh. Gun Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel DC. Marvel, this dude, yeah. This dude has yeah, an so. opinion on everything. And, you know. I'm surprised he doesn't have a podcast. It'd be a pretty angry podcast. (laughs) That's what they call it, that no one ain't shit podcast. (laughs) 
But yeah. All right, you guys. That's our show. Have a good rest of your week. And until the next time, it's the fifth down. Later. Later.